This is the View from the Couch podcast, and I'm your host, Pierce Wiesenar. And on the program today, I take a look back at 2016 in film. My year-end review will be broken into a few parts. Part 1 will feature the five worst films I saw this year and five films that disappointed me the most in 2016. So to get things started, these are the five worst films I saw in 2016. Number 5 is Independence Day Resurgence. This summer was defined by reboots, remakes, and sequels that fail to find an audience, and Resurgence is a classic case of just a bad idea. When resurrecting a dormant franchise, you need a few things. A good idea, an explanation of what happened between the films, and a few familiar faces, just to name a few. Resurgence totally missed all of the most basic marks. Having the aliens come back, but this time with a bigger ship, is just a bad idea. It's lazy, it's been done before, and creates a sequel that is far too similar to its predecessor. Apparently, there was a 10-year ground war with the aliens in Africa that happened between the films. Now, that would have been a far superior film than the one we got. When Will Smith passed on the project, it told me everything I needed to know about the film. If the biggest star of Independence Day decided to not make the sequel to arguably his biggest ever film, that is the most damning criticism one could ever make. Number four is Inferno. I have to admit that I have never really cared for these Dan Brown films, and especially the books. I've never read any of them, and I've only seen The Da Vinci Code beforehand. And I don't think you have to see the previous two Dan Brown films, or even read any of the books, to watch Inferno. I just think that the only people that saw Inferno are in some unknown level of Dante's Inferno. It's a strange watch when the entire film is exposition while running. Nothing made sense in all of the wrong ways, and no film this year made me feel stupider than Inferno. I kept asking myself the most basic of questions. Who? What? When? Where? Why? And how? Inferno struggled to give me adequate responses. Some books can be adapted into great films, and I just don't see how anyone could adapt these books. And after three films, I think this franchise is better left on the bookshelf than in your local movie theater. Number three is Ben-Hur. Has there ever been a more unnecessary and unwanted remake? Just why? Honestly, why did this get made? Who was asking for this movie to get made? I mean, another question that needs answering is, who is the target audience for Ben-Hur? Because I don't know who this movie was made for. It's an unfamiliar franchise to 21st century audiences, and the film had considerable trouble connecting with modern audiences, which made for caring about anyone on screen a very tall task. Number two has to be Dirty Grandpa. Now, I think Zac Efron is a very talented actor, and as someone who is more than just a six-pack of abs. It is sad to see that all of his recent roles really make him out to be just a six-pack, from Neighbors to Baywatch, which is coming out in May of 2017. But there's something there with Zac Efron, and it's too bad that Bad Grandpa showed none of it. But what it did show me is what a paycheck looks like. Robert De Niro is a living legend and has no business being in a movie like this. Yet here he is, and gives this film the sort of legitimacy that it does not deserve. And number one, the worst film I saw of 2016 has to be, it's none other 
than Gods of Egypt. This film was out of this world for all of the wrong reasons. From the overused CGI that became very distracting, to the way the script used the cast, which was shameful, then to have a cast full of predominantly white actors in a film about Egyptian gods was a head-scratching decision to put it mildly. While Jared Butler looked to be having fun, the same cannot be said of the people watching this film. How it got greenlit is beyond me. It's an incomprehensible mess of a script that does absolutely nothing new. I can't tell you why this movie got made. The only reason I can come up with is that these people who funded this movie actively sought out to make the worst film of the year, and that's exactly what they did. And these are the five films that disappointed me the most in 2016. The story of Edward Snowden is one of the biggest stories of our time, and when Oliver Stone picked it as his next project, one could only imagine what he could do with such a story. Yet when I walked out of the theater, I couldn't shake the feeling that Snowden was a missed opportunity. Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a swell job as Edward Snowden, and the story lends itself rather well to being a biopic. Yet Stone couldn't bring it all to life. And while Citizen Four exists as a document of what happened in the hotel room, Stone failed to paint a vivid picture of what happened before and what happened after. Number four is the Ghostbusters remake. This remake has a collection of comedic talent that is the stuff of dreams. Surely, with a cast of Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones, director Paul Feig could easily entertain the audience. Sadly, that is not the case as Ghostbusters 2016 is a nightmare of a film. The brand of humor that Feig utilizes in Ghostbusters just doesn't work. Kate McKinnon took a page out of Jesse Eisenberg's playbook by acting in a movie that is clearly different from everybody else. Plus, the script was a mess, and by having a lousy villain, the stakes were lowered with each passing scene. The cameos from the original cast take you out of the picture, and the CGI distracts you from what's going on. All in all, the Ghostbusters franchise was just better left untouched. And number three is Nine of Cups. Whenever I see the words directed by Terrence Malick, money leaves my wallet and a ticket appears in my hand. The Tree of Life is one of my favorite films of all time. It's a cinematic experience unlike any other and moved me in a very profound way. And ever since watching it, I've always kept an eye on any Malick news and future projects. And when I saw Night of Cups was coming out, I got in line buzzing with excitement, and then I saw the film. Night of Cups has its moments where Malik has it all clicking. The problem is that for the overwhelming amount of time, Night of Cups is underwhelming. For all of its posturing, Malik has little, if anything, of substance to say, which makes you want to head for the door as the film drags on. The final two films are a double bill of everything wrong with modern blockbusters and everything wrong with the DC Extended Universe. There were no other options for the two most disappointing films of the year, and they are Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Going into this year, it looked like it was going to be a banner year for DC Comics. With Marvel and Disney sitting atop the comic book movie world, DC finally appeared to have its act together. While Man of Steel was a tonal and total misfire, many fans thought enough time had passed and that DC would learn from its mistakes and return to the theaters with an entertaining film or two. Then the trailer for Batman v Superman dropped, 
and it almost broke the internet, as fanboys and fangirls could not believe their eyes. DC doubled, maybe even tripled down on the dark and brooding tones of Man of Steel to produce a film that did not reflect the caped crusaders they have all come to know. Warner tried to calm everybody down as news of a standing ovation from executives trickled out. But when we all saw the film, it was worse than our collective fears, as Batman v Superman is a textbook example of how not to spend $250 million. Then came news of an Ultimate Edition, near three hours in length, which was supposed to be better. This would be the film that was promised. And upon seeing it, it is better than the theatrical release, but that's really not saying much, because the bar was incredibly low, and the Ultimate Edition is still flawed from the ground up. Suicide Squad was a picture that was doomed from day one. As I discussed in my review of the film, Suicide Squad suffered from rival cuts, which made a messy final product of legendary proportions. From scene to scene, the film was out of sync with itself, as audiences watched in horror as Warner Brothers scammed them out of their hard-earned money once again. And with Wonder Woman coming out next year, the general public might stay away from her feature film debut, because if past mistakes are any indicator of future events, then Warner Brothers are sure to botch the film. Part 2 of my year-end review will feature 5 films that just missed my top 10, but deserve mentioned, and then I'll count down films 10 through 6 of my best films of the year. If you like the show and want some more episodes, just subscribe for more on iTunes or SoundCloud. And don't forget to give the show a rating and a review. You can find me on Facebook at The View From The Couch Podcast and Twitter at CouchPod. This has been another episode of The View From The Couch Podcast. Thanks for listening.